0: Don't even think about your wallet, mm-hmm. because I know I could see everybody clenching their fist in their mind when the word tithing comes up. What we're going to s- discuss tonight is, and I had another lesson planned, but I ran across this one, and I thought I'd go with this one first, and then in the future, we'll do another one. Okay, another aspect of it. But we're gonna look at the purpose and the power of tithing. What is it? What is it that God has put into into motion here? Tithing has nothing. To do with giving God money, so that's why I say you can let go of your wallet. Okay, loosen up. Okay, because God don't need your money. God already owns everything. He owns the catalog. What thousands. Of and you, usually, you don't make enough money to impress God, by the way. <laughs> I ought <to> lay down. <laughs> okay? God doesn't need money from you. Like I said, he already owns everything. The purpose of tithes and offerings is God's management program for mankind. He put this in place not for him. He put it in place for you and for me. Now, let's think about it for a moment. Ten percent. Well, let's let me back up this first. Number one, God owns hundred percent of everything. Okay. I want you all to. I want you all to let that first sink in. He owns already one hundred percent of everything. So now, when you get your check or whatever it is that you know we think in terms of money, and let's say you got a thousand dollars. Well, how much of that belongs to God? You take out what? He's asking for what? Ten percent, which is how much? hundred dollars. Now, what's left? Huh? 900. Now, 10% that belongs to God. What about the 9%? Who does that belong to? That belongs to God, too. He owns everything. He's one interested in how are you going to respond to this okay so when you think about tithing it's not just the money it's 10% of everything it's 10% of your time we got we are given 24 hours in a day Two hours and 40 cents, 40 minutes of that belongs to God. Every day. We say, I don't have time to give God two hours and 40 minutes. But you can sit in front of the television for eight hours. You know that if you go to the store and buy 10 apples, Nine of them belong to you. One of them belongs to God to give somebody else. Remember now, everything. So you start taking inventory of what you have. And you will find out that when you take inventory of what you have, you are you have abundance. Do you know that God is is, is interested more in you than you are of him? You see, your problem that you think you have in your head is I need more money. If I had more money, then I can give God some more money. That's not the way it works. You see, what we've done as people is we start treating God like a slot machine. I give you so much, you give me back so much. I give you five, you give me back ten. <laughs> That's not how tithing works. See, tithing is working on a another... We work, See, God put in motion principles. Principles never change. Men change. Our minds change. But the principles of life do never, they never change. And what God is trying to teach us is. We don't have a money problem, we have a management problem. How do we manage? Let's take a look at that for a moment, how do we manage? God wants us, number one, to have, being able to have the ability The consistency of putting aside 10% of everything that we have, not for us, but for him. Because he can do more with that 10% that you gave him than you can keeping it all by yourself. Amen? He can take that 10% in his hands and put it someplace else in the world and multiply it out and and bless somebody else. And you can keep that 10% in your pocket yourself, and guess what will happen? You'll have the 10%, and you'll have the 90%, and at the end of the month, guess what you'll have? You'll be looking for another paycheck. You'll be broke. Your ability to put aside the 10% determines a lot of, there are a lot of things determined on you to be able to do that. One of them is your will. You see, God has never asked you to do something that He knows that you are that, that He that He knows that you are capable of doing. You just need to be able to do it. So, number one, you got to have the will to do it. I will. Have, I, I I'll have the will. Number two is you want you have to have the control of your finances and able to do it. Three you have to have the discipline you got to have the will you got to have control and you have to have the discipline to do it. You see, he'll be happy with you being able to manage the 90% if you're happy to give the 10%. Amen? Now, what does the tithing do for you? Remember now, it does nothing for God. All right? It does nothing for him. What it does for you it gives you accountability. God wants his children to be accountable for their actions. He wants you to be disciplined in your actions. He wants you to be honest. Do you know A company, I've worked for companies before, and they have people that are in management that were not honest. Think about this being the earth and everything down here is God's management, God's office, and you're his manager. You know, he's watching you, he's watching you. He wants to know how his managers are doing. And, you know, you don't have to tell anybody that you paid the tie and didn't because there's only one person that's watching and he knows all the time and that he's God. So God's looking for honesty, okay? He's also looking for faithfulness. being faithful that's one of the things that in management you'll find that there are a lot of managers are they are unfaithful to their company and to themselves he's also looking for trustworthiness. can god trust you he always said that if you can if i can trust you with just a little I'll make room so you can I'll uh, trust you with some more. But first, you got to first pass the first test. Can I test you? Can I trust you with that little bit that I'm giving? Amen. You know, it says that Jesus did a top class on management when he had when he was out there. And he had a situation, he had 5,000 people, all hungry. Said there were women and children, so they had some more. Some estimated 12,000, 15,000. But he had a lot of people out there hungry. Now, let's put yourself in his shoes. You got two fish, you got five fish and two loaves of bread. Well, you probably said to yourself, well, that's enough for me. I don't know about the rest of y'all. Well, I'm hungry like the rest of y'all. Let's see what he did. Let's see how he managed. He managed that situation. Okay. The first thing he did was he divided the folks up into smaller groups. Made that that's called administration. He managed that. Secondly, he took the food and he looked up to heaven and he recognized that what he had needed to be blessed. So that showed it wasn't his, it was he showed appreciation for being able to do something with. He delegated. He told his disciples, y'all go out. He didn't go out there and feed them. He delegated his disciples to go out and feed them. So that's delegation. And then at the end, when they were all, they said scripture, they all, what, they were satisfied. How do y'all like to go somewhere and you go to the restaurant and you're satisfied? Huh? When we leave here on Sundays and we go out to the restaurants and we eat, whether you go home, whatever you eat, you, you get you get satisfied, right? That's called customer service. So he provided that as well. But then at the very end, after everybody was fed, he told his disciples. Now you all go out there and y'all pick up the scraps. But what do you do? He just got through feeding multitudes of people, but yet at the very end he said, now y'all go out there and pick up scraps. You see, we live in a society of waste. When we go out to the restaurants to the buffets after church or wherever the plate is too small for our appetite and we pile food on it. And we pile more food on there than we can eat we want them throw away half of it. Jesus said he didn't want to waste nothing. When he finished he had 12 baskets full. Okay. Okay. That's why you put enough on your plate that you're really gonna eat. Amen. So you see a different slant on tithing. See, because a lot of pastors and he tries to avoid this so you need to pay your tithes. No. Yes, you do. But what's in it for you? What's the benefit of paying the tithe and paying your offer? Okay. It makes you accountable for yourself to God. It makes you disciplined in your mind. It makes you honest. It makes you Have the diligence to do what is right. It gives you faithfulness and knowing that everything that you're doing is for God and it gives you trustworthiness in the eyes of God. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen.